Hello, Guardians. Welcome back to Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Deergan, alongside me. As always, is the Maze Grazen, Josh Finney. The what? Maze Grazen. You're, you're grazing on maize. Some corn. Next week's Thanksgiving, Josh. What? Jesus Christ. Are we truly out of nicknames? No, we're coming up with better ones. <laughs> I don't know if that's better. The Turkey Carvin. I will be I will be carving the turkey at my family's Thanksgiving. So Ooh. I uh I, I have taken the uh taken the, the carving knife and the uh the carving set away from my father at this point. Mm. So mm. I, I refuse to use an electric knife. I hate those things. Hand carving yeah. bad boy. Yeah, I wouldn't use one either, to be honest with you. Don't like it. I've cut myself before. I'm very clumsy. Mm-hmm. So of course I used the sharpest knife in the house instead. Yeah, that's that's fair. Corey, we're gonna have a busy couple of weeks here. Yeah, I know. We I probably know. should have talked about this before the show, but uh, there's there's a Schwab publishing next Wednesday. What? Yeah, oh, they they confirmed it on uh, on on Twitter, and uh, unfortunately, it's actually an important one. Oh God! It's gonna have the artifact mod, the exotic armor changes, and uh, stasis tweaks. All addressed in it. So, um, yeah, with it being the holidays, <laughs> uh, Josh may be recording a, a quick 35-minute pod on Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's not a yeah. joke either. That actually may really happen. <laughs> T- yeah. <laughs> details TBD. Yeah, I mean, if you want to. <laughs> I mean, so here, here's the I mean, problem. Technically, we probably should with that information. Here's the problem. I would, I would be okay with holding it to the next week. But the next week, we're going to have to record early because I won't be able to make Thursday because I'm going to the yeah. Seahawks game. Yeah. So everything's going to be out of whack. I just, f- fuck it. You guys you guys just may get an off-the-cuff uh, live reading of the TWAB next week. Yeah, well. As a bonus yeah. episode. I can't even count it as a real one. It'll be a bonus one. A bonus one. Yeah, that's this is a bad time to be doing all that. Uh, yeah, I didn't expect it. and I don't think anybody did. We were all like kind of surprised in the Discord today. Like, uh, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come again? Come again for Big Fudge? <laughs> Big Fudge. Yes. I bet six people in our Discord get that reference. <laughs> uh, I hope more than six people get that reference. Um, no, it, it, it's, a, it's a really busy time. We talked to, on Xbox Casuals earlier this week about the Game Awards and about things happening. Did you know one of the, one of the studios that we covered nominations from on Monday laid people off the very next morning? Wait, people got laid off the next morning? Yep, uh, yeah. the uh, the the team that uh, produced Ghost Runner Two, yeah, uh, five hundred five games laid off thirty percent of their workforce the morning after Game Awards nominations. Well, it was the parent company, which is which is five hundred five. Something dumb like Dude Bro Incorporated or something. It's still it's still like thirty percent is nothing to sneeze at. That's no, I I know significant. that. I know that. I I just it's wild that people who like who worked on a game that's going to be up for best action game got laid off that is wholly insane uh, embracer has continued to just go under we've talked about embracer on both of our shows and yeah, today they, they revealed <laughs> oh yeah we're still 1.4 billion dollars in debt and uh we plan to have that cut in half by the beginning of april so uh and the interested parties have already reached out about acquiring studios and uh, ip licenses from them yeah so uh 
are our Crystal Dynamics and uh, Eidos Montreal to uh, Xbox Game Studios prediction is still alive and well. God, dude, oh, that'd be amazing. I'm sorry. I would. I'll trade Activision for them. <laughs> I, we wanted to. I know. <laughs> two, almost two years ago when the news got announced, we're like, what are you doing? <laughs> I know. We were. We, we, we Buy Square Enix's Western Divisions, please. Yeah. Oh, you could. Said, if you would have done it then, you could have gotten Deck Nine as part of that too. I know. I know. God. I know. We. I mean, for like a tenth of that price, you could have gotten them, Bungie. Well, I don't know if we want Bungie right now. No, I'm too used to <laughs> Before we knew about what Pete Parsons was doing behind the scenes, <laughs> leading up to the Witch Queen, we did. <laughs> I mean, speaking of the Game Awards, though, because we haven't had a show since. Uh, I, we should probably just jump in and tackle one of the hot button topics of the last week, which is uh, Destiny 2 nominated for Best Community Support two weeks after laying off three fourths of its community and communications teams. Yeah. Well, to be fair, the community did come to their uh, defense, I suppose, uh, in terms of community. Now, if they were nominated for best leadership, I would have been like, "Oh God, no!" Yeah, I we we kind of presented this context on uh, on Xbox Casuals this week, but it's it's one of those things where like, okay, I know people are going, oh, best community." Like, did they even see the game that was out this year? That's different than best ongoing game. It was yeah. not nominated for ongoing game. That would have been funny. Yeah, um, but community, I don't think anybody can deny that. Liana and Sam and Griffin and a lot of people who are no longer there really did fight the good fight. Yeah. And their, their socials and their comps when they were allowed to communicate with us, were still, they were still on point. Um, I, I mean, I, t- I take a look to the, uh, even, even Joe Blackburn's response to the state of the game. I think that, I think that falls underneath, you know, support. Um, I think that that's, you know, that's something Frank, you don't get a lot of game directors coming out and saying that especially multiplayer game directors. This is also part of the reason why I think Bungie doesn't want names on things is because it makes it that much more personal when you go laying people off. Yeah. So they, they don't want it for their own accountability Yeah. because we develop an attachment to these people, you know? Do you um, think this, do you think this means <clears throat> another round of layoffs are going to come to the studio at some point? Um, yeah. I mean, if the final shape doesn't hit, then absolutely. I think that the studio is probably safe until that comes out. Oh my fucking god, right on cue. Yeah. Revving them engines. Dude. <laughs> Texas forever. <laughs> I mean, hey, l- listen. Texas forever, buddy. Um, <clears throat> with a giant ass asterisk next to it. Um, Liana had a really good tweet about this where she says, uh, she goes, personal feelings aside, as a team that asks for more people, not less, I will say Cosmo, Bruno, Ivan, and Simone uh, advocate for players in a way that you will never know. There are so many poor decisions diverted because of their care and knowledge, and good decisions are amplified. While the timing couldn't be more ironic, I'll shout it till the day I die. The group I got to work with is some of the best in the biz. If Destiny wins, I will celebrate them, the people, and the player support team. They are absolute legends. I think it was really important for the community um, to see Liana come out and say, like, hey, no, this is actually, like, this is a good thing. Like, we did our fucking job. Yeah. You know, we did our fucking job. We fought as hard as we possibly could. 
Um, another layer to this, because people were like, well, if they win, who the hell is going to accept it? Is Cosmo going to go accept it? And I would remind everyone of when they won in 2019, Luke Smith accepted it. Yeah. Luke Smith and Mark Noseworthy <clears throat> and uh, Damage had an exchange with Griffin, the former social me- social media manager for Bungie. And he says, uh, cheers to studios who send their community teams to award shows when nominated for community-specific awards. Kudos to those that don't rep- reprimand their community team for celebrating a W2. So that's pretty stark. Like, that makes it sound like Bungie... Well, we, we know from Liana's comments that Bungie never sent the community team to the Game Awards, despite them being nominated for community support every year. Mm-hmm. Um, she's mentioned, you know, oh, hey, I've never gotten a go. Uh, it's been implied that damage has never gone. Um, and Liana was like, even before she got laid off from Bungie, was like, I'm going on my own dime this year. Um, that's kind of startling to me that you wouldn't send the teams that are nominated. Like, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. That's just, it's it's like another, like, small thing that's just like, it's like further twisting the knife a little bit, I think. Like, you don't even get to go and get, you know, recognized for your hard work. Right. And, like, that shit gets noticed around the industry, I would imagine. Because, yeah, yeah, the Game Awards is, like, basically corporate speak, you know, like, big companies and this and that. But... It's also like I have friends who have gotten to go and they've been like, yeah, it's like a big ass networking thing, too. Mm-hmm. Like people talk. People in this industry talk. Yeah. So I, I'm i just very curious to see how they're going to handle this because there's like and I don't think that they're going to have to handle anything because there is like a zero percent chance they actually win this award unless the uh, and, you know, Keeley is never going to let whoever wins this actually talk. Right. Right. This is going to be one of those that's reduced to the pre-show or like, oh, we're going to group like six awards up at once so I can get five more mobile game trailers out there on stage. You really think um, best community? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Yeah. No, it's usually sense. relegated to the side or it's one of the Sydney Goodman Awards. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's up there with best esports coach, Corey. I know. Who, who's going to win best esports coach this year? No, fucking no. <laughs> I, I man. <laughs> All, all, I, all I'm begging for them to understand is that esports is so much more than just League of Legends and Dota. Yeah. Um, well, it's not Overwatch anymore. <laughs> well, it's not. I mean, it's not Overwatch, but I mean, Call of, Duty, Call of Duty League is still going really strong. You've got HCS. Yeah. You've got Val. There's a couple Valorant nods in there. I shouldn't say Valorant's being completely ignored. Um, yeah. But it, it's just like content creator. It's like, oh, these are really silly things. And they're just to like pad the categories. Yeah. To be like, look, we're paying attention. And like, I, I just, I wonder who is going to be the first person to say something on stage about all the layoffs this year. Because, <clears throat> and I, I have a really strong feeling it's going to be the Baldur's Gate team that says something first. Mm-hmm. Um, they are safe. They do not have a parent company. Mm-hmm. Um, I would imagine that they will be the ones to say something. Um <clears throat> especially if and when they win game of the year, um, both them. And I think, uh, I think remedy is another one that Sam Lake would get up there and say something too. I would, be- I believe. Yeah. Um, those are two studios that are pretty unapologetic about who they are and about how they treat people. Um, I would not expect for square or Sony or Nintendo for any of their employees to say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not me saying like, oh, I think Insomniac is chicken shit. It's you answer to a corporate parent. Yeah. 
Um, plus, plus, like companies like Nintendo don't like to get involved <coughs> in any of this stuff anyway, yep. right? I mean, yep, yep. Either like whatever. But you've got I, Sega, who is currently union busting. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's uh, just it's a whole it's a whole saga, and so I would say yes, it's funny to joke about it about Destiny getting community support, but there is like there is a level of seriousness to that that like that team still did their fu- they did their fucking job, and that's why they're nominated. Mm-hmm. Like they still did their jobs, and it's not their fault that the suits mismanaged things and fired them. That is that is the stance that I would personally offer. So, <clears throat> uh, any other thoughts on this before we jump into the twab this week? Uh, no. I mean, you know, you and I talked about it on Xbox Casuals. I've talked about it two other times this week already. Yeah, you know, I, I'm. We're gonna cover it again. I'm sure. <laughs> yep. Yep, especially if Destiny uh, wins. <laughs> uh, I will find it. I actually find it very funny that it is not mentioned at all, not even as a throwaway line in the Twab this week. Um, whereas that used to be something to celebrate, and I think that they know that they can't. They yeah. can't celebrate that. Yeah, they gotta know. Yeah, uh, there was there's no celebration on their socials or anything. I did find it really funny that Griffin tweeted out this week that. Uh, it was really funny that they had to come to him and ask him to. Uh, oh yeah, I saw that. Change the two fa- two factor authentication because it all went to his info to his personals. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> he was basically like, "I hold I hold their future in my hands." Oh my gosh, that'd be so funny if he just yeah. like didn't do it as long as he possibly could. <laughs> I think at that point it would become a legal matter, and no, I'm sure he didn't want to induce that. Also, I'm like, sure, other totally studios will hear about that. And, like, despite what Bungie's done, they'll be like, oh, well, this guy's, like, a real piece of work. You know, you got you to tow a fine line, unfortunately. Uh, you know what? It, what else is towing a fine line, Corey? What? What's that? Putting Josh? an exotic into Season of the Wishes season pass that was shown in the final shape reveal. Yeah? Yeah. Dragon's Breath is coming to uh, the season pass. Yeah, Dragon's Breath. This I love is, the des- I love the design on this weapon, like the like the nineteen. It's so fucking fighter, goofy. Fighter jet on this rocket launcher. It's so goofy. I uh, so I I have I have a gripe about this before we get into the rework, which actually sounds really dope. Um, I'm not a huge fan of. First off, this was put in the reveal for the final shape, and apparently there is some very tiny text in the trailer that says uh, exotics. Uh, may release with the final shape or in uh, or in other seasons. Um, and that that was caught by uh, some eagle eyed viewers who went back to go check. Um, so that's a little annoying to me because that definitely it was definitely billed as like something that's coming in the final shape. So that's naturally led to some of us wondering, well, are you going to have something to replace it? Or are we just getting one less exotic now in final shape? Did you maybe yeah, take they kind of did that with, uh, um, God, this, uh, God, what is the auto rifle called for Lightfall? I always forget what it's called. Silver Storm. What's Quicksilver? Quicksilver Storm. Yeah, it's uh, that came out the season before Lightfall. That, that was but that was a no. Season. That was a pre order bonus. That's yeah, different. But, yeah, but when pe- even though people, yeah, I guess. And they told they told us from the day it was revealed that it was available today with the pre-orders when pre-orders went live for Lightfall because I've had that sucker since last August. Yeah. 
That to me, that's different. Um, this is in a season pass that like the season hasn't come out yet. They waited two and a half months to be like, oh yeah, by the way, that uh, that reprised weapon, it's that's gonna be in the season pass. I have a problem with reprised weapons being in here because I feel if I'm paying ten bucks for something, or more now, I guess. I should be getting something unique and not something that is brought over from Destiny 1, in my personal opinion. Yeah. Um, now, I'm sure this. I'm sure we're getting some sort of cool exotic quest. We typically get one in the season leading into an expansion. We've been averaging uh, about three exotic quests a year for the last couple of years. I think last year, was an, last year we may have only gotten two. Um, Joyce and I were trying to do the math earlier and uh, couldn't remember. But... I think that, and, and I like in the scheme of things, that's not that big of a deal. My question is, does that mean we get another original weapon in Final Fantasy? Like, maybe was the weapon not ready for this season pass? Like, if that's what it is, I'd rather you come out and tell us that that's the reason why we're getting this in the season pass or whatever. Because if the delay to June is real, which they put out a really bizarre PR release this week that has no mention of a delay and is like, yeah, we're we're on track for for February twenty seventh. Or whatever it is. Um, that's likely because they just had a whole bunch of bad news and they don't want to drop even more. They probably won't announce the delay until after the holidays. Yeah, that's what I, I would imagine that would be it. Part or of it is even um, like right the, before, maybe when people I, I think it'll be I, I think it'll be after so it doesn't impact earnings. No, that's fair. Um, because I mean, they're, they're still wanting to sell the new season. They're going to want to sell donning cosmetics and things like that. But also if they announce now or in December, well, why would you announce it right before Christmas? Right. That's going to impact the studio. Um, you don't want to announce it right before Christmas because that's going to impact Sony's bottom line for Q4. Um, so I would imagine that they probably come and announce it the first, that first week back in January, and say, hey, we need to go back. We need we need to take a little bit more time and this and that. That also buys them about six more weeks to figure out just what the hell are they going to do to fill a seven-month season. Mm-hmm. Um, because one new dungeon isn't going to cut it. The dungeon, and we, you know, we, we get to the dungeon date later on in the Schwab. It's going to be December 1st. One dungeon is going to hold you for, what, a couple of weeks maybe? Story content's going to hold you for a Tuesday each week for as long as the story is. My guesses would be that, like, maybe they're able to bump the map. Maybe the map pack was planned for, like, May to begin with, and they can, like, double time it on that. You know, maybe the team that's working on revamping the core playlist, maybe the core, we talked about this with the speculation of the delay, maybe the core playlist changes come in a big update in February or March. And maybe they can deploy, like, the first two maps of that map pack at the same time. Um, I was speculating about this with somebody earlier, uh, depending on how far, how far along the raid is, maybe the raid team is able to say, okay, the raid's not going to come until like beginning of July. If we release in June, let's take some of our people over and let's get wrath of the machine beefed up and ready to go and maybe drop that in April. Yeah. Because otherwise, uh, you're you're asking people to go from September to July without a raid. That's rough. Yeah, ten months is real rough. We we've done that one time. We've done it one time. That's part of the whole reason we got Vault of Glass back is because we waited so long um, between Garden of Salvation and Deepstone Crypt. That was a thirteen month wait. 
I believe. I don't think we had another raid in that time. I don't think so. No, we did not. We did not have another raid in that time. Um, we had one dungeon. We had Prophecy, and that was it. Yeah. So Prophecy was so good, though. Prophecy was really good, but we had, we, had, we had even waited like eight or nine months for Prophecy, and then we would wait another entire, like, two years for another dungeon. We wouldn't get another dungeon until, uh, if I'm doing the math right, I think Duality was the next dungeon we got, which was last year. Mm-hmm. So it definitely took a while. Um, I'm curious. So I'm curious to see what they do to fill this time. Um, you know, maybe, maybe you can, you can't, cause here's the thing. Like you can't go and build more story elements because then it's implying that you weren't going to tell the full story to begin with. Right. Or you're just inventing things for the sake of content, but you can't bring any of the episodic content forward because you presumably have to finish the final shape to get to that stuff. Right. So they're they're in a really, really weird and bad position right now. If this delay yeah, is, does pan out and sorry, right now I'm going to trust uh, I'm going to trust Jason Schreier over a PR release that was probably written before people were fired. Yeah, this seems like one of those things that was kind of like written and scheduled beforehand. And then they maybe I don't want to say they forgot about it, but they just they had to deal put this fire out before they started a new one. I mean, I, I don't even think that they forgot about this because it very clearly is referring to that final cutscene that we talked about last week. Yeah. So I think it was ready to go before they started firing people. Yeah, but there, there's yeah. a solid chance that whoever wrote this is no longer at the studio. Is the bottom line? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but they. I mean, yeah, they they knew about that cutscene though before we even watched it. So maybe it was written around then. Right, that that that's that's what I'm saying. I, I yeah. think that this was probably written before because we, we know the community team got to see things early, and I mean they have to, um, and they are privy to a lot of information. So my guess is that they probably wrote it ahead of time. Um, but that that's neither here nor there. The the bottom line is, I just and we're we're going to continue speculating on this until we get some hard concrete evidence one way or another that I, either a it's not delayed or b it is delayed. And what are you going to do to fill that time? Um, so I'm kind of of two minds that one, they're determining how much of a delay, if any, will they need? And two, if they do delay, what are they going to do to fill some of that space? Because if it's like a month long delay, then I don't think you get any extra content. If it's anything past the first of April, you're going to have to put content in. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. Yeah. You're just going to, and it's going to get harder and harder. Like summer, you can probably release in summer and get away with it. There's been a lot of speculation, myself included, think that if you're going to delay it, you're probably just going to delay it to the 10th anniversary at this point. Yeah. Which would be, one, catastrophic for Bungie's earnings, but two, will probably be catastrophic for the game if next fall is even half as full as this year was. And that's that's probably going to be the normal going forward with the output from AAA Studios. Like, yeah. you know, we talked about it on several shows. You know, Nintendo is gearing up to release Switch 2 next year. Yeah, that's probably launching with a new 3D Mario and Metroid Prime Four. Microsoft has probably six or seven major exclusives on deck for the next, you know, eighteen months. Yeah, and you know, Sony, we don't know what they're putting out, but I'm sure they're going to. Sony's putting out out a couple live service games. They're going to have to cannibalize their own game at that point. Yeah. Well, uh, what Helldivers and Concord are scheduled for next year, right? So yeah, Helldivers is scheduled for mid February. Concord is scheduled for next fall. I would bet Last of Us Factions is probably coming out next year. Um, and it's been a while since we heard from Sucker Punch and uh, Bend. They very well could have games ready next year. 
Yeah. It's been six it'll been six years since Ben put out a game. Yeah. Plus five years. You know, five they, years. They have years. they're they're still publishing Death Stranding two on place uh, you know on PlayStation, right? Sony yep. Has- that I mean that realistically could be next year. Yeah. We know that Kojima's been recording and filming for that for years now. Yeah. Plus the rumors of The Last of Us two remastered supposedly. Yep. Last of Us Remastered, I would imagine Sucker Punch is deep, deep, deep in Ghost of Tsushima 2. Yeah. Um, if not, also working on a standalone for Legends. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're, and that's just from the big three. That's not counting anyone. You're going to Star Wars Outlaws. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, obviously, is next spring. Mm-hmm. Um, there's already been word about another Persona game coming out next fall. Mm-hmm. Um, Persona 3 Reload is in the spring, but another one is potentially coming next fall with persona six launching in Q one of 2026 or 2025. Mm-hmm. Um, like there are, there are a lot of major games that are just undated for next year already that you're like, yeah. man, you're going to be trying to compete with that. And on top of that, you still have the ongoing games landscape that we always talk about. Yeah. So plus, plus the rumor of the pro consoles next year too. I, I would say that's not even a room. I, w- I would say it's a guarantee that mm-hmm. the pro consoles are coming next year, or at least the redesigns are coming yeah. next year. Um, well, PlayStation's already out the redesign. PlayStation will have PlayStation's going to have a pro console. Microsoft's been really, really steadfast that we're not doing a pro console. We do know they're doing a redesign. I, I bet, hmm, I bet they do. I bet they, if Sony wasn't doing one, I don't think Microsoft would do one. But if Sony does one and it does what they're saying it does, or even a little bit of what it does, right? I think Microsoft has to respond to that. But Microsoft would have to get rid of the S if they do that. Yeah. And so they don't want to do that. No, they don't. They don't want to do that. And like for better or worse, that's kind of where we are right now. So, and th- there's going to be a Diablo expansion next year. There's probably going to be the first DLCs for Baldur's Gate. The Elden Ring DLC is coming next year. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff on the docket and I'm sorry, like destiny is going to fall by the wayside to a lot of those games because, and it's not because destiny's quality is like bad or anything, or the story is bad. It's because we've been playing this game for 10 years. We're ready for, I think a lot of mm-hmm. us are ready for something new. Yeah. That's the fresh. And I, that, and that to bring it back around to dragon's breath, that's where I'm at. That's where my frustration is, mm-hmm. is okay, cool. This is something I had in destiny one. I don't really care. That's that's different functionality. I'm, I want something new. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess let's talk about this exotic. Uh, you know, we we introed it like 20 minutes ago. We should probably come back to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Burn the world is the exotic intrinsic perk or one of them. The fuel counter passively increases the longer you go without firing it to a maximum of times five. Firing dragon's breath empties this counter, transferring all fuel to the rocket. Rockets embed themselves in stuck targets, causing scorch damage and periodically ejecting incendiary fuel into pools around the target that inflict scorch damage to anyone standing in them. The more fuel a rocket is fired with, the longer it lasts before detonating and the more fire it spreads. High octane, another intrinsic perk. With this intrinsic, nearby ignitions will instantly refill your dragon's breath with two fuel. Plus, when its fuel fully refills, it reloads itself. Once you've got this thing in hand, make sure to pay a visit to the gunsmith in the tower so you can get the quest for the exotic catalyst which is called Pyromancer, when it passively repress, re, passively replenishes your dragon's breath fuel faster. Eliminating combatants with this weapon causes them to spawn, spawn fire spites too. 
This is going to be really spicy in some solar builds. I see a lot of solar warlocks and titans probably using this. Yeah, I was thinking about um, that. That's that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm interested to see some of the uh, some of the pure scorch builds you can make out of this, especially on a titan. You know, you combine this with something like the Callus Mini Tool and uh, in or um, a uh, incendiary sniper rifle, and I think that you can have some really um, explosive combinations. Um, so I am interested to see how this works. This is a complete rework of the weapon from Destiny 1. I want to see how this pans out. But for right now, I'm just like, eh, okay. It's a season pass exotic. Cool. I feel about the same way I did with Trespasser. Like, I like Trespasser as a weapon in D1. Definitely better mm-hmm. than Dragon's Breath. But it was kind of underwhelming that that was the season pass exotic for that season. Yeah, and it was kind of underwhelming anyways in d2 like for me at least um i think you had to have the right build for me it clicked about it clicked a season later once i really started building building into arc 3.0 yeah because uh you could get the you, you could start jolting the targets and i think with some of the especially targeted changes they made to the subclasses coming into lightfall it really has had a chance to shine in like a pvp environment um but i would agree if you primarily play pve there's there's better legendary options i think um I, I don't know. Like, I, I look forward to playing with this. Um, I don't really run Solar Hunter anymore. Um, it's after running it for like eight years, I don't run it anymore. I'm uh, pretty much all Arc and Void right now. Um, and that's because, I mean, I, I love the Void kit, but Arc has just been such a revelation with 3.0 that I don't really want to go back unless I have to. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's a struggle to get me to put on a solar, I don't even have a solar build. It's a struggle for me to run solar now. Um, after years of just, okay, I'll put on Celestial Nighthawk. Um, <laughs> it's kind of nice not to, unless I go into Mayhem. If I go into Mayhem, I run my shards. Um, so that that's, that's cool. Um, it just feels, I guess, kind of underwhelming that that's the exotic that we're getting when we're getting ready to go into the final expansion. Yeah, oh, I agree. I feel, we had to go I, all the way back to Destiny 1 to bring forward a gun nobody liked in D1, by the way. I just, gosh, I just feel like, <laughs> I feel like they have they are really, like, bleeding the rock dry at this point <laughs> with this uh, D1, with bringing the D1 weapons back. I would have, you know, like, I don't know if there's anything after the 10th anniversary, after the 10th anniversary, I think you have to be done bringing forward guns from D1. I mean, what's left? Uh, A lot of weapons that have better versions now. Yeah, frankly, but like, um, like, I mean, so we, we know that with, with, uh, final shape, we're getting, we're getting back red death and Kofstov, I believe. Yeah. Um, I may be, I may be wrong on Kofstov. We are. We're actually, getting it back. Okay. It's it's part of the. Well, it's. I don't remember. In the final shape. I don't remember like anything from the final shape reveal. Honestly, ironically, I remember Dragon's Breath, and I didn't remember like anything else. Kavasov was shown. Uh, Red Death was shown. Okay. Uh, there was one other one, but I forget. Dragon's Breath. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Red Death. Well, and Dragon's Breath. That that was my rewind take. That really annoys me that I can't remember. <laughs> that that should tell you like just how little I'm tuned in right now that I can't remember what we had during that. Um, yeah, but I mean, I think a lot of us are tuned out though, right? I mean, yeah, 
I, I would definitely say so. And I mean, like the, the product page tells you like nothing, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was really hoping that that would show me some. Nope. It just reminds me that Tessellation was a pre-order thing. Yeah. yeah. Which looks cool, by the way, but. Uh, Tessellation is awesome. I, I really like it. I just wish I liked actually yeah. using it. It is a cool weapon. It's definitely got cool perks, but. Uh, it kind of reminds me of Supercell. <laughs> It really does, yeah. Um, oh God, Zalo Supercell could come back. Oh no, no. no. I don't think listening. there's. A, We're done. I don't think there's a place for it anymore, though. No. That gun um, was cool, though. It, it was cool. It was. It was definitely unique when we got it in Witch Queen, and I, that's like that's the thing is, there's just some of the weapons you could bring forward that are exotics would need entire reworks to fit in the sandbox now because we have legendaries that do those things or do them better mm-hmm. um so I, I i don't i don't know i guess i would rather have dragon's breath be earnable like this than be god could you imagine if it was like a dungeon exotic or something <laughs> god i think that the entire community would revolt at that point i actually like did not see too many people freak out about this maybe it's just because i've muted and blocked so many like people freaking out in the last month or so but yeah. My timeline was relatively quiet about this. Like everyone just kind of like shrugged their shoulders and went on and was like, oh, well, that I, sounds like it could be fun in the right build. I feel like some people just don't care right now to yeah. be mad. And you know, you know what I mean? It just, some some people who are like tuned out of the discourse are going to be in for a real big surprise in 12 days when they log in. Yeah. Mm. Um, season Wait, of the Wish economy. Isn't, isn't, oh, isn't legend aren't legendary shards going away next season? Yep. Yeah. I totally forgot about that, too. Which we're about to talk about. Um, we've got economy and rewards tuning previews. Uh, new rewards for Lost Sectors. Starting with Season of the Wish, we are introducing additional rewards for completing Lost Sectors without the assistance or comfort of a fire team. While Gunsmith Ingrams will be introduced as a reward to all difficulties of Lost Sectors, select Foundry weapons will drop from Legend and Master completions. Uh, Legend will give you a 70% chance and Master will give you a 100% chance if you defeat all champions. They're going to be on a, there's going to be four weapons available a day that will be on a four day rotation. You guys can look this up for yourself. I, so, okay, I'll finish reading this before I provide context. Uh, As you've noticed, these weapons are also available from World Loot Pool Drops. The newest World Loot Pool weapons will eventually find their way into Lost Sector chests in the season after their debut. Once enough time has passed, older weapons will move to being only available from the Gunsmith Focusing Pool. The exotic rewards you expect will still drop from Legend and Master Lost Sectors if you complete them solo. With the inclusion of Gunsmith Ingrams and more weapon rewards, we expect each run will feel more rewarding, whatever your goal may be. Um, I think so few of these weapons are worth grinding for that this feels like a nothing burger to me. Yeah. Um, I don't know a lot of people who are, who actually like the world loot pool to begin with. I think what you could have done here is maybe take, <clears throat> <clears throat> sorry, I'm my, my throat is still fucked up. Um, I think something that could have been really cool here would have been to potentially take, weapons from the year before take four weapons from each season of the year before and put them into the pool here yeah i think that would have actually and then like after that maybe they rotated to dares of eternity or into the gunsmith i think that could have been a really cool opportunity yeah um rather than stuff that you're already going to get from the gunsmithing room so oh cool i get like double the amount of shit i don't care about 
Um, so fine. If they, if the world loot drops end up like starting to be good, like consistently good, then this could be a really cool tool. But for right now, this just feels like it's nothing to me. Um, it's too, it's too little too late back when the world loot pool was still dropping stuff that people cared about. This would have been a really cool idea. Yeah. Um, but ever since they got rid of the umbral focusing, it just feels like getting loot from previous years and previous seasons has felt worse than ever before. Mm-hmm. Like you actually can't get loot from the last couple of years on a consistent basis, at least. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's frustrating. Um, more ritual Ingrams are coming. I know that we're all feeling starved on these. Um, <laughs> at the start of season of the wish ritual activities, completion rewards will include additional drops of ritual Ingrams, which are Vanguard crucible and gambit. Uh, this influx of Ingrams will let players focus more often for gear from seasons past and present with legendary shards going away soon. The ritual vendors will see the cost of focusing Ingram slightly changed. The increase of Ingram drops go hand in hand with these price changes. And we're hoping you will still find yourself just as often, uh, focusing with a different set of currencies. Um, Man, I still think that this is this is bad. Um, so new rit- new ritual weapons. Uh, worth noting, uh, it will cost you one Ingram and zero Glimmer. I think that's really cool. That's a way to like be able to get the newest weapons really quickly. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, um, I'm I'm a fan of that. Standard ritual pool weapons are going to take three Ingrams and five thousand Glimmer. Same with armor. Legacy weapons and legacy armor are five apiece with fifteen thousand Glimmer. As the cost, here's where I think it gets ludicrous. To focus an Iron Banner weapon, five Ingrams and 25,000 Glimmer apiece. Jesus Christ. You you better up the drop rate of Iron Banner Ingrams dramatically if that's going to be the cost. Because Iron Banner is supposed to be the endgame PvP that everybody participates in. Yeah. <clears throat> Nightfall weapons, uh, five Ingrams, 25,000 Glimmer. Um, I think that's a little silly also personally, but I guess I can kind of understand that the nightfall weapons are typically supposed to be like some of the better ones you can get. Adept nightfall weapons are going to continue to be an ing- one Ingram, 50,000 glimmer and 10 nightfall ciphers. And then another one I have a pretty big issue with five trials Ingrams and 25,000 glimmer to focus one weapon. Jesus. That is I, I don't know if you know how long it takes to earn five Ingrams and in Trials, Corey. Yeah, it's, it takes uh, quite a while. Yeah, no, I know, I know. I, I, I've, I played Trials a few times, and uh, I think I've gotten two total, maybe. Not that I play Trials all the time, but you know, I would play for like. A well, the problem, the problem is you have to win in order to get the Ingrams. Yeah, I know. So that's uh. That's neat. It's not great. Um, I think this is this is pretty rough. Um, not a fan. They're they're going to have to revisit trials and Iron Banner cost at minimum here. Yeah. Um, this seems maybe like Nightfall. A, this seems like I would be. F- Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say if this season is uh, super long, like we kind of assume it's going to be, maybe they they do what they did with. Uh, Lightfall that last season, or not Lightfall, Beyond Light that last mm-hmm. season, and like really try to, you know, adjust things <clears> and, and 
I hope so because this this Blade. feels really bad to me. Yeah. Um, you want more people playing Iron Banner and Trials, not less. This is how you get less people playing. Yeah. So curious to see what they do. Um, we'll we'll see. But I think this this feels real bad right now. Um, especially because Saint and Saladin reset their. I mean, everybody is supposed to reset their Ingrams, but it feels especially bad with those two resetting every season. Yeah. Um, when it takes long enough to earn Trials Ingrams already, so that that's pretty frustrating. Not a fan. Um, cool. Uh, I guess that's the only like those not not huge changes, just annoying ones. Yeah. Um. The Jumpmaster emote will be available until the end of Season 22. You guys got 12 days left to get that. All profits from the purchase of this emote will be split with Team Rubicon and the Bungie Foundation to continue to bring hope to disaster-stricken communities across the globe. Uh, it is a Veterans Day uh, representation um, emote, I guess you could say. Um, this year, the Bungie Foundation joined forces with Team Rubicon to bring veteran awareness and recognition to the Destiny 2 community for the first time through the creation of our Jumpmaster emote. Um, and that's been uh, pretty frustrating, um, I think, because Liana was one of the, you know, ones leading the charge on there as a former yeah. veteran. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, she, but was I, like, she was on all sorts of uh, things for inclusiveness and like, uh, yep. you know, that kind of stuff. So, yep. Especially that. the accessibility team. Yeah. Yeah. That was the word I was looking for was accessibility. She's going to be missed in that department for sure. Uh, yes. So, uh, just as a reminder to anybody who was interested in that emote, you've got 12 days left to get it. Uh, Iron Banner, we're in our last Iron Banner of the season. Uh, I probably need to play some, honestly. Um, do you? <laughs> yes, I do. Um, leaving at the end of the season will be Dark Deciders, Auto Rifle, and Ganora's Axis Slug Shoddy. Uh, next, next season, we'll be getting the Lethal Abundance High Impact Strand Auto Rifle. And the Reese Walker Kinetic Lightweight Shotgun will be returning as well. Um, so pretty excited. We're replacing an auto rifle and a shoddy with an auto rifle and a shoddy. Um, especially because Reese Walker is good. And I'm very curious to see how Lethal Abundance plays. It's going to take a lot to unseat my beloved Rufus's from my uh, primary slot. Um, as mentioned earlier, the, dun the dungeon date for... Uh, the new dungeon for season of the wish is going to be December for Friday, December 1st. It's going to go live at 9 a.m. Pacific time, uh, which is 11 a.m. Pacific and 12 p.m. Eastern. For those of you who have problems doing math, like I do, um, math is hard. It's okay. John. Math very hard. Um, and kind of our last thing that we've got here is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that rhyme. The playground ride emote is going to be a part of it. And there is a special shader that will be a part of it as well. Yeah. That so. shader looks different. Like it looks, I mean, I'm sure it's been in the game and I just haven't seen it. It, it is not. This is a prime exclusive shader. It looks really cool from the patterns. Yeah. It looks like we're going to be dressed in plaid. Yeah. Yeah. So I want, I want to see how that looks. Um, and yeah, uh, I will say this artwork here at the bottom of the TWAB is really cool. Yeah, it's pretty the, cool. Uh, the team fighting Nezirak is really awesome. I really like that. Mm -hmm. um, it's 
But yeah, that that does it for our Schwab, and uh, we've just got a couple questions tonight. This is uh, kind of short, sweet, and to the point, like like we usually get at the end of the seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to have a quick discussion before we move on to our questions tonight. Um, what do we uh, <clears throat> what do we feel about the season overall? I know it's been kind of up and down. Um, we yeah. haven't really talked too much about our like actual thoughts on the season, though. Yeah. I, uh, man, it's really hard to talk about this now after everything that just happened. Uh, I'm trying to keep that emotional part out of the, the thinking. I thought the season was very good. I thought the story was great. Uh, I think the, I really liked, uh, you know, the, the every week, like the, not the event every week, but you know, the missions every week, I thought they were fun. I thought they were engaging. Uh, I thought the final cut scene was uh, short. <laughs> uh, I don't really care for having to go back and read the lore to figure out what else happened. Right. I mean, yeah, uh, that was kind of a big, it was such a cool cut scene. And yeah. then it felt like we only got half. We, we found out we only got half of it. If they hadn't continued from there, we would have been okay, fine. Yeah. But the fact that there was a whole nother story that was happening is yeah. Yeah. I think some of the weapons are interesting, but in terms of long-term destiny, maybe things I'm not going to be keeping uh, long-term. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I, I think, I think the season was pretty good. I, I actually think the stories in the last two seasons have been really engaging. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that first season, you know, whatever, man, it blows up. Let's go. But, uh, <laughs> Jesus, I'm, like I'm excited to see season of the wish and how that unfolds based on what the last two seasons have been. Uh, yeah. And I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I wasn't as engaged with the other stuff this season, uh, just because every, all the other games that have come out, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but I thought the story stuff was great. I thought what I played of the other stuff was, was fun to a point. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I actually think this might be the best season this year so far. But I mean, the I don't want to say the bar's not very high, but it's not. You know, it's uh, you know, I mean, I think I think the seasons during Witch Queen were much better. But yeah, um, I would say that I think like it's a it's a no brainer for me. This is the best overall season of the year. Mm-hmm. Um. But I'll take it beyond that. I think this is probably like a top six season for me. Um, I've got I've got it up there, probably a step below like Chosen and Splicer. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, I really like the gameplay elements that were introduced. I think the deck of Whispers is really fun, but it's completely maddening to build your deck. Yeah, um, I think most of us just like equipped the same basic five cards the whole season because it was just so frustrating to figure out what was and wasn't in your deck and to have to run back to the anathium every time you want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, hunting the minor cards was fun. I think I'm still missing one or two. Um, so I'll go finish that up. I, I think it's a really cool element though to bring into a shooter. And that's something Bungie's always excelled with, with destiny is how do you shake up the traditional first person shooter? Question um, about what? question about the card yeah. stuff. Yeah. And it really doesn't have anything to do with Destiny, but do you think this would, might be like some sort of test bed for Marathon and like how you engage with your character in Marathon? 
I mean, it probably is. You'll probably pick up. You're going to probably pick up upgrades out in the world. If it's anything like Tarkov. Yeah. Uh, or DMZ, I would imagine that you're going to be able to pick up upgrades out there, but it's not the same teams either. So no, I know, but I, I just wonder if this was some sort of like general idea someone had in there like, oh, well, let's, you know, let's have the destiny team implement it and see how people react to it. I actually think it might be for the mobile game more than anything. Mm, right. I forgot the mobile game was coming. But as far as we know, it's still coming. Yeah. Um, well, I would say that <laughs> I would. Yeah. Someone get Jason Schreier on the phone. Do some invest. Do some investigating. Um, I, I, I think that this was really cool and a nice way to build off of the. Uh, modifiers that we could select last season in deep dives. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really cool. That really made it feel like you were playing Hades in a lot of ways. This feels like you're going in like it, it's the deck of many things from you know D and i think that's why it's so appealing to a lot of us um it also felt like it was like a true rpg thing mm-hmm. so big fan looking forward to see if they build on this in the future uh maybe it's giving them some ideas for these uh episodes that are supposed to be deeper narratively than the seasons have been um i would say i'm pretty underwhelmed with the loot pool this season also um, just on all fronts, I didn't like really feel like I had to go kill myself to get certain loot. Um, I don't really care for any of the seasonal weapons that you can get from uh, the table. Uh, none of them really struck my fancy. Uh, some people really like kept confidence. I know the fusion has been a hit for some. Uh, just neither one really landed for me. I'm not a huge fusion user, and I'm definitely not a hand cannon user. Mm-hmm. Um so I've kind of hit a wall there. Thankfully, Crota, Crota and its loot pool have really saved me this season. Like every see every single weapon in Crota is a must own. Yeah. Um, you know, get a good version of every single one of those weapons, if not, you know, a craftable version of each weapon. Necrochasm is a lot of fun to use. It may not be the most meta thing ever, but it's a lot of fun, um, especially with the catalyst. I'm three oversouls away from getting my catalyst completed. So pretty excited for that. Um, I've already got three of the weapons fully crafted and another one halfway done. So I've been running a lot of Crota this season. Um, and Crota really saved my investment and my involvement in this season, which is not something I would have expected going into it. Yeah. Um, but the revamp of Crota's end has been a lot of fun. It is like, now that we've all figured it out, it is like such a simple raid. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, but the, you know, the twist and lanterns again, it can take you eight minutes to do. It can take you an hour to do. Right. Um, you know, lanterns is just as annoying as it used to be. So I would say I would say that that's that's been a big thing for me. Um, I did enjoy the Iron Banners that I played this season. I just I won't be partaking in this last one because you know, for obvious reasons, uh, there are a lot of games this week that I need to get to uh, for game of the year style stuff. Yeah. I need to get to Alan Wake and Persona Tactics, Mario Super Mario RPG. RPG. <laughs> yeah, Mario RPG comes out tomorrow. Um, and uh I am finally getting a ROG ally next week, so I will be playing Baldur's Gate 3 from now until Christmas. Nice. Um, yeah, I will be playing Minimal Destiny, especially if it's as long of a season as we are expecting it to be. I don't feel like I will have to rush to do anything other than keep up with studio stuff. Yeah. Or story stuff, not studio stuff. Um, beyond that, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think that narratively, this is such a strong season. Um, it feels like we've kind of come full circle with Eris. It really doesn't feel like there's much more we can do with her. 
Um, and I, I know that that's probably not true. They'll figure out some way. Like she's been in a lot of ways, the most consistent character post Cade six. Yeah. Um, her and Zavala have really been it. And, you know, now obviously fate of Zavala is kind of up in the air, even though Keith David is coming in. Like how much do we really keep Zavala around in the game? Yeah. Becomes a question. Um, I think it, it took us to some really logical places though, for, uh, for Eris's character, for Ikora, for Savathun. Imaru is kind of like the silent MVP of the season. Yeah. For me, uh, it was really nice to see him back in the fold. Uh, one of the one of the things I always see people ask is, oh, why do we get vendors introduced and then they never are part of the stories? Well, because the expansion is really their story. Right. You know, like a lot of people are like, oh, Finch would have worked out perfectly here. Like, no, he wouldn't have. What Finch knows nothing about Savathun, okay? Right. He doesn't know about her machinations. Like, you needed Imaru to be that person. Mm-hmm. I li- like, listen, I-, I love my boy, but uh, it would be like asking why is Nimbus not a part of Season of the Deep? He's got his job as the protector of Niamuna. Why isn't he, Josh? He doesn't need to be. That's the answer. You're telling... You're telling me uh, Nimbus doesn't enjoy a good swim? Yes. You think they're uh, afraid of water? Yes. Also, somebody has to stay and protect the cloud network. So that's what he's doing. Like, you could you could sit here and ask this question all the live long day. It's the same thing that people tried to do with the MCU. Like, these big gotcha moments. Like, oh, well, you know, War Machine wasn't in Avengers 1. Like, yeah, he's not an Avenger. What do you want us to say? We don't need two Iron Men flying around in the first movie. That's debatable. Could have used two. Could have used five. I mean, you probably could have used two in the first Avengers, let's be totally honest. You really needed him in Age of Ultron where he wasn't anywhere to be seen, but that's beside the point. <laughs> I I just well, think that... Wars, we found out he's just been in a tank. So <laughs> some oh sort of like... <laughs> I just think that it's been... There's a lot of really silly things that people have chosen to complain about this season more than before. And the studio drama that emerged in the last, you know, month of the season really didn't help that perception. Yeah. Um, I think the people who are already jaded are really entrenched in that position. We're coming on. It's kind of ironic. We're coming. They finally nailed the third season, which I feel historically they struggle with. Yeah, that seems uh... like Splicer is an is an anomaly when we think about it, because your previous third seasons are Worthy, Splicer and Plunder. So Splicer is kind of an anomaly and it's like, OK, well, now you're two for four. You know, half the time you hit on the third season. Yeah, um, this is this is a really solid one, though. I think like in terms of like narrative that we get out of a season, there's so much, and it's not just what you see on screen, it's what you get out of those two lore books and out of the radio messages in the helm also. That being said, we need to move away from doing the radio messages and doing the hollow projectors nearly as much. I understand why we do the hollow projector. It's much cheaper for them to be able to animate just like the facial movements of a character than to have to put the whole model in. Yeah. But... It's getting to a point where we're tired of having to, oh, go interact with the hollow projector. Go talk to this person. Come back to the hollow projector. Go to the radio message in the helm, like all in a sequence. It's like, okay, maybe we don't need to do this. So uh, I'd like to see a shakeup from that. And I'm hoping that episodes do that. I'm I'm ready to like limp through season of the wish at this point. Um, But we'll, we'll see what's on the horizon. I think overall though, Fairly, like, if you take away the external 
studio problems, this was a pretty solid season. Yeah. Um, certainly the best one of this year, which I know for a lot of people are going to be like, oh, well, that's not that big. That's not saying much. Like, well, I mean, <laughs> I literally it's said not five minutes ago. <laughs> Defiance was fine, but like, I, you know, I thought deep was fine. I thought deep was good. Yeah. You know, overall. Yeah. I thought um, deep was pretty good too. I will say Defiance did give us Vex Caliber, which is one of the best exotic missions we've ever gotten. Yeah. So they did blow up Amanda though. They, well, she blew up herself, cares? I guess. Who cares? It's what I keep coming back to. Who fucking cares? Aramis got away. Aramis. Oh, God. Well, we've got a couple questions tonight, Corey, before we get out of here. All right. Let's answer some questions. As as we promised, uh, or not promised, as we stated, uh, Lore Corner will make its return next season. Um, I need the holidays to kind of reset and uh, to catch up on all the lore that I have missed so far yeah. this season. Um, I'm still behind on unlocking a little bit of it. So unlock it. And I need to know an exact timeline of what we're looking like for the final shape so I can determine how we're going to go through all of it. But um, our first question tonight comes from Tiger Jesus. What are some artifact mods you are hoping to see next season? Oh, God. Artifact mods. I guess, like... Hmm. I need an emphasis on stasis. I know I... we're getting it. I need it. I would like to see stasis and void get a focus this coming season. Yeah, it's been stranded solar for so long, I feel like. Um, this season's artifact mods were just bad. I didn't really have anything that I loved this season. Yeah. The uh the orbs were kind of cool, but it got to a point where there were so many of them everywhere between that and strand tangles that people would try to take the chalice from you in Crota and pick up a ball on accident, mm-hmm. or they try to get the res and pick that up on accident. And yeah. it just got really annoying. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it was a cool idea, just pretty poorly implemented. Yeah. Um, okay. Maybe we didn't need like every element at once doing it. Yeah. Um, but you've got that. I, I think a focus on stasis and void maybe with strand as the third, because they're probably going to want to have strand since it's a new element this year mm-hmm. to round out on the final season going in. Yeah. I think I also, I mean, I also think stasis is probably a safe bet because isn't this the season that you can buy the aspects too? Well, I mean, they, they've already said stasis is getting a huge focus in the, in the artifact. They've, they've come out and said that. Yeah. They, uh, in fact, I believe they confirmed it back at the beginning of this season that, uh, season, uh, season of the wish would have a focus on stasis. Um, what that looks like, I don't know. We'll know on Wednesday, uh-huh. but I'm personally hoping for, I mean, cause they're not going to, they're not going to restrict it to just being DLC aspects either uh-huh. there. I could see it being like, I think it's going to be probably stasis void and maybe arc. Um, cause I don't think they'll go strand and stasis. Yeah. Um, and then that kind of opens the door for, the final shape for that first season to probably be the core three elements since we're going to be getting the new supers. Right. Um, beyond that, I really, I really, really want my volatile explosion mod back. It made running void weapons so fun. Yeah. I miss that. Yeah. It was just so, and I mean, like I get the, like they, they got to be really cautious with the fun ones like that. Mm-hmm. That and the uh, the one we got for uh, for fusions mm-hmm. uh, a couple of years back. That's a fan favorite. I really hope that 
they're pro I mean, they're probably going to do what they've done in the past, which is like, take some of your favorite mods from the year. I don't know if there's been a whole lot of favorite mods this year outside of the void one. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I've pretty much been using, I've been using that, but I've also been using kind of generic defensive mods and resistance mods for the most part. I mean, yeah, I, I, I always fill my artifact out, obviously. Yeah. And I try to tailor it towards the in-game content that I'm going to be going for. But oh, I just didn't really enjoy building into a lot of the stuff this season. Um, yeah. This season and last season was kind of hard for me to get into the artifact mods. Also, I played a lot less, so I didn't care as much. Yeah. Um, back when I was regularly hitting, you know, two, three hundred levels in a season, it was way more important for me to build around it and we used to have to slot the artifact mods and now they're extra on top of your normal build which is cool it's like oh crap now i gotta you know now i gotta remember this and that and um they do what they're supposed to do which is they make the game more fun and more unique Mm -hmm. um just maybe having a bunch of glowing orbs in one season was not the way to do it um Jiggly Panda writes in and asks, with the recent success of Fortnite OG and Fortnite having their biggest week ever, do you see games like Call of Duty or Destiny bringing back older things, or do you see them just remaking them and changing a lot and getting rid of the OG aspects? Uh, Destiny has an OG mode. It's called Destiny 1. Yeah. (laughs) The... the, I, I, I don't say that to be, like, come off, like, really rude, because I realize how rude that sounded. It's the fact that they would have to change the entire game so much for a gimmick mode that maybe like one or two percent of the population actually wants Mm -hmm. beyond a day or two. The game has a and it's similar to Fortnite. Like I was having this argument about Fortnite earlier. Fortnite OG sucks. As someone who never played during original Fortnite, it sucks. The map sucks. The weapons suck. The loot sucks. The shields suck. It's not fun. I'm not enjoying myself. It's really hard to go back when you've played with all these improvements. You know, like if yeah. you were to do an OG Destiny, you would have to take Stasis out. You'd have to strand out, which I know a lot of you would be thrilled for. You'd have to roll back subclass 3.0, even yeah. 2.0. Mm-hmm. You would have to take out a lot of the weapon families. <clears throat> it just doesn't work in a game like in a game like Destiny. It doesn't work now. Like World of Warcraft is World of Warcraft classic alongside mm-hmm. regular WoW. That is probably the closest you could do is like Destiny 1 being changed to Destiny Classic or something. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Destiny Classic. Um, but that, I mean, that would be a way you could get it at 60 frames a second on console if you really want to, I guess. So dumb. <laughs> I That all you people just, are clamoring for out there for some <clears> reason. It's just I, I don't see it happening with Destiny. No. Uh, Call of Duty has kind of done this. Uh, Modern Warfare 3 most of its maps are from the original Modern Warfare 2 release. Mm-hmm. Isn't um, the story they, from Modern Warfare 2 kind of too? Like the character? I know the, the villain. The I characters, guess. yes. The story, no. Um, this, God, dude. I'll, I'll tell you off. I'll tell you off air, but the, no, it's genuinely no more Russian. It is no genuinely Russian. one of the worst FPS campaigns I've ever yeah, played. Yeah, I life. know. Every podcast I listen to this it's week. It's so, so bad. Dude, it makes ghosts look competent. God. Dude, I feel it's so bad so for bad. Sledgehammer, dude. I feel really bad for Sledgehammer. Um, so I, I don't think they're going to do that. Uh, Call of Duty is something that continually has to evolve, too. If we were to go back to OG Call of Duty, you have to understand, like, people think that that means, oh, let's go back to Modern Warfare 1 and 2. Um, Activision scrapped Modern Warfare 2 Remastered. Nobody played Modern Warfare 1 Remastered multiplayer. Yeah. Um, if you were to go back to classic Call of Duty, guess what? You're going to be in the trenches in 1944 France. Yes, let's do it. 
They already um, try. Didn't they already try that with Vanguard? Wasn't that Vanguard? They tried. No, that that was the Russian theater. Okay. Vanguard was uh was the Russian theater, and I think part of the Pacific theater. Uh, they tried it with Call of Duty World War II, also from Sledgehammer. God, God, dude, they just keep getting the 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 raw end of the stick. Um, I gotta go back. And yeah, play some if of you were if you were to go back to Call of Duty, like classic Call of Duty, we'd be playing Call of Duty Two. We would be liberating North Africa and uh, participating in uh, the Battle of the Rhine in France. Yes, that's my favorite battle. So, um, yeah, not going to happen. <laughs> not going to happen, unfortunately. Um, those games are all available to play through backwards compatibility, though, on Xbox and on PC. Um, and PlayStation, Destiny 1, backwards compatible on PlayStation 5. Well, I was talking about the Call of Duties, but uh, yes. Yeah, those two. Um, second question is, <laughs> I don't know if this is shorter. Can you rank your top five Mountain Dew flavors? Oh, God. I mean, uh, I'll, I'll, I can take the lead here. I mean... Okay. So, coming might, in at number five. We might have similar answers to this. Coming coming in at number five. I really had to debate on this one because I've been, I've been eyeing this question for a day or two now. I had to decide. Was it going to be Code Red or was it going to be Livewire, Corey? Mm. Livewire is better than Code Red. I went Livewire. Oh, man. Fail. I went number... Yeah, so Livewire is number five. Number four is OG Mountain Dew. Number three is alcoholic Baja Blast. Mm. Hard Baja Blast. Number two is Baja Blast. Mm. And number one, is there any doubt? It is the OG Citrus Cherry Mountain Dew Game Fuel. Yeah, dude. I that there is no there is no other option for the number one choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We ha- I think we have the same answers but in different orders, sort of. I don't have alcoholic Baja Blast. I was going to say, I don't think you have hard Baja Blast on yours. No, but I, I, so, uh, Code Red at number five. Okay. Uh, Baja Blast at number four. OG at number three. Livewire at number two. And Game Fuel at number one. I'm very excited to try the Mystic Punch Game Fuel. I haven't been able to get a bottle of it yet. Hmm. Um, I bought three bottles of the normal Game Fuel, but, uh, our buddy Saint, told me that uh, it is available in can form now that they had it at his distro center. So I'm very excited to uh, go buy a couple packs of that this weekend. Nice. To stash away. Nice. Maybe I'll get some this weekend because <clears throat> I haven't had any of the like the relaunch yet. So, oh, God, it's magical. It's so magical. Maybe I'll maybe I'll plug in my Xbox 360 and Halo 3 just to. <laughs> uh, so Halo Infinite has a, uh, a throwback playlist sponsored by Mountain Dew. I say remade uh, seven Halo 3 maps through forge and they're all like green tinted i think yeah oh, that's pretty cool and you can get uh is guardian rewards. back yep yes you can get uh you can get rewards in game also including uh armor and weapon coatings oh. just from drinking game fuel oh, I'm so excited. each 20 ounce bottle gives you two points and each reward only costs you one point mm. so uh pretty pretty stoked about that it's it's been it's been nice in a really like shitty and stressful year. Yeah, uh, that is that is a bright spot going into the holidays. That game fuel is back. That's uh, that's good because I'm not surprised, Josh. I'm not recording anything next week. Uh, and so maybe Halo, maybe some Halo Infinite multiplayer is in my future. Uh, a lot of Halo Infinite multiplayer is in my future. So uh, I've been trying to play more consistently now. 
Cade uh, Zace in the hole writes in and asks, where do you rank season of the witch compared to the previous few seasons? Uh, it's number one. Yeah. It goes in reverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's witch deep defiance. 100% agree with that answer. Nothing to. Uh, yeah, we, we just finished discussing it. Uh, if there's one thing you want to see in season of the wish, what would it be? I love the dreaming city and can't wait to live there. Um, for me, it's finally breaking the curse and killing Duel and Karu once and for all. Yeah, I've been waiting for this moment since Forsaken. Uh, it's going to be a big story moment when we do it because we're killing Savathun's daughter. Uh, we're finally going to get rid of the murder battery. Yes. I'm also ready to like hopefully explore the rest of the Dreaming City. My, my hope is that the dungeon is set in the Dreaming City. Um, and not in the Ascendant Plane this time, but in the actual Dreaming City. I think yeah. there's a lot of potential there. Yeah. Um, I mean, that would make sense. Or like, I, I, and I don't want to like jump back and forth either. Like, I know that no. if it is there, they will probably try to do some sort of mechanic like that. Similar, maybe not similar to duality, but like kind of like you see. And I think that's the thing that saves you is they've already done that gimmick with duality. Yeah. Um. So maybe we won't have to go through it again. Yeah. Um. And they did something similar in prophecy as well. So I'm really hoping that we don't have to deal with that again. Um. Corey, anything specific you're hoping for? I mean, I just I'm hoping for a good uh, prologue to the final shape. Like I'm hoping like. I'm hoping we're getting some sort of like a rivals style story that like really gets you amped for the final shape. Now, granted, it's going to be like, you know, eight or nine months away, but uh, maybe they'll save like those last two story beats for the end of the season, you know. Uh, but that I'm really hoping for a, a great ending to what's been an interesting year in destiny, to be honest. Uh, and, it, and it's the final season, right? It's got to hit. Yeah. You, you, if anything's going to hit, it has to be this one. Yeah. I mean, they've set it up, you know, the season of the wish, the final wish, you know, the, the wish dragon, you know, the second egg, like it's, it's time. It's it's time to pull the trigger on like pulling out all the stops because Destiny is kind of at a a low we haven't seen since you know when when was the last time we saw this like morale this low for Destiny um, worthy so you know they they got to hit something to get people excited about Destiny again and this yeah. is the season to do it I agree I agree completely I know that's not like a very specific answer but no, you're just, you're hoping for like the hope of the health of the overall game at this point. Yeah. Um, Saint, we're gonna skip your question. I'm sorry, we just did a builder raid not too long ago. Um, we'll stash this away though. We'll we'll leave it noted that people want another builder raid. With how long this season is gonna be, maybe we'll just make a whole episode out of it. Um, we'll maybe we can bring uh. We can bring nerd and uh, a couple of other people and maybe get a panel together yeah. and design our own raids. I mean, maybe that's um, a, maybe that's a good thing for like episode 200, you know, since the, um, <laughs> since the expansion won't be launching that week. Like we kind of planned. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to be trying to come up with some ideas over the holidays. This is so say, sorry, we're going to stash this one away. Um, for a rainy day, similar to our bow topic, which I promise I have not forgotten. Whoever it was that asked about bows, Joasis and I have not forgotten about it. We need the new season to launch. Yeah. Um, if I would have had the foresight, we may have done it tonight. 
but um, we are going to we're going to get Joe on here either in the lead up to the holidays or right when we come back from the holidays. Yeah. Um, to talk bows with us. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's talk bows, talk wish ender, talk tyranny of heaven. Um, talk that spicy new uh, nightfall bow that we got this season. Spicy. Um, have someone come in and talk about them with me. Um, we'll sit down and talk about that. Um, Ronnie asks, when you raid, what is your numero uno weapon that is going in your loadout? I mean, for me, I, I mean, the easy answer is Outbreak Perfected because I'm usually yeah. in some sort of ad clear or, you know, some sort of position where I need to, you know, take on a lot of enemies. And, you know, like especially in stuff like, uh, you know, in King's Fall when you're at the at the pillars, right, like the relay. And then, uh, you know, that's that's kind of my main thing. I hardly ever take that off unless I need to do something very specific. Right. I think that is a one of the best all around weapons you can carry. Um, so I I also uh, let's see. I also sometimes uh, use uh, and I some a lot of times I use an auto rifle in there too, just because it's uh, I can't think of the name right now. My brain hurts, but it's also a pretty decent ad clearing weapon. Especially, especially like against thralls and stuff, because they're all coming at you at once. Yeah, for me, um, when it's a day one raid, especially, I always make sure that Outbreak Perfected and Out- Outbreak Perfected, Divinity, and Galley are always in my uh, on-person loadout, mm-hmm. um, so that I have them and I can kind of like be the utility guy as I need to. Divinity never leaves my inventory ever, mm-hmm. um, whereas the other two frequently go back to my vault. Yeah. Um, Divinity is the number one raid weapon for a reason. Um, I enjoy being the support guy. Uh, I used to love, I still like dropping tethers occasionally and then popping up div. Yeah. Um, I would say in terms of like a legendary weapon though, I always carry my retrofit escapade with me. Hmm. I carry, uh, Rufus is, is always on as my primary for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I always make sure I carry a good shoddy. Um, I've been yeah. carrying two different ones lately and carrying the void. Do what? Uh, I was asking what you're carrying, but you're about to answer that. I'm carrying the void, uh, the void shoddy from the Amuna, um, mm, the uh, the Basso. One. That's a good one. And I'm carrying Basso around. Uh, I have I have opening shot on it. I like it. Um, I can use you. You know, you can get the debuff on them. Uh, I run that. I also like to run the uh, the primary strand shoddy from last season. Um, I tried running Ganora's axe. Uh, it's not bad. I have it with Volt Shot, which is a little spicy on a shoddy. Yeah, that's I'm really excited spicy. to be running. Swordbreaker will probably be what I run from now on. Mm-hmm. Um, I got it with Sword Logic the other day, um, so I'm very excited to try that out and run it. Um, my only drop of it ever, <laughs> and it of course it's as I'm almost done running Crota's End for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, so excited to run that. That'll probably result in me running uh, Abyss Defiant as my secondary. Nice. I uh, um, I also, I mean, I I also use Galhorn a lot, but I also use Code Duello, which was the rocket launcher from uh, Chosen. Chosen, yeah, and uh, because a lot of times somebody else is running Galhorn as well when you need rockets, and that mm-hmm. I have, uh, <clears throat> I have what perks so i have it i have a pretty good role on it and i uh like using it when other people are using gallerhorn because that perk obviously works with the other rocket launchers and um 
yeah, I really like that rocket launcher. Yeah, I um, I can't say I've used Myco Duello in the last couple of years, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I was running <coughs> my Chill Clip Bump in the Night, and then they nerfed Chill Clip last season, mm-hmm. uh, which completely devastated, or this season really, completely devastated me. Um, so I've gone back to using my, uh, I forget what the name of it is, but I've been using the rocket launcher from ghost of the deep that is an excellent rocket launcher if anybody's looking for one uh it works really really well if somebody else is using galley um i like using that um beyond that i don't really have anything else to like i have to have on me those are those are like my go-to weapons though that have been pretty reliable like i'm usually making sure i'm bringing a selection of heavies and uh, a couple good primaries my secondaries i'm not as worried about because i usually have div in that slot right um for big dps encounters at least so i'm just if i'm just like running around though i'll put a uh, i'll put a shoddy on uh to take down knights real quickly or yeah. uh whatever i need to yeah i also use crate a lot because i have i have i forget what the crate's a good one the the um perk that refills your magazine when you uh kill enemies without reloading um and usually I, my, I just never have to let go of the trigger because I'm just killing so many enemies, which is nice. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Ronnie also asks, do you think we'll get subplot storylines going forward or more so of just getting to the final shape? I assume you mean that this is just for season of the wish. Yeah. Um, I would say you're not going to get any new subplots introduced mm-hmm. here. No. Um, the time has passed for subplots. They need to hold everything until after final shape at this point. Yeah. Um, the two primary ones I think you're going to focus on are obviously how do we get into the portal? That's the, that's the big pressing question. Mm -hmm. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if we got more history about the witness. Yeah. Um, and then the last one, I think you have to resolve Aramis before the final shape. I, well, I, I guess I won't even say that. Like, I guess you could reasonably save Aramis for after because we she's not a scorn, but we know there's a scorn season coming. Yeah, it just would make little to no sense to me to not deal. I've seen some speculation that maybe she's the dungeon boss, and that would be a really unfortunate end to her character arc if she was a dungeon boss at this point. Yeah, um, she's an ex. No, she just she takes that eye patch off and she just turns into Tanix. Oh my God, get out! Stasis Tanix. They were lovers. Um, I would like to see a resolution to Aramis's story. Yeah. But I just don't realistically know if that's something we can... Maybe she's the focus of the exotic mission. I don't know. But they're going to have to deal with that and with Mithrax's sickness. Yeah. Those are the two things that I feel like are going to be dealt with before the final shape. Yeah. For sure. Um, in addition to breaking the curse of the Dreaming City, like there, there's a lot of plot lines that you can wrap up here. Uh, I wouldn't even be shocked if the curse gets broken uh, because of the dungeon. Yeah, um, I feel like that's that's probably where that's going to have to be dealt with. It's early enough in the season; it's a huge plot point. If people hear that that happens, I think that'll suck them back in. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. Our final question of the night. Because we already answered Titan's question, which is, uh, what are our thoughts on artifact perks for stasis? Uh, Zao writes in, at right in the nick of time, Zao wrote this in five minutes ago, while we were answering Ronnie's questions. Not sure if I'm making this in time, but what are your Thanksgiving plans? Oh, man. I'm, go- I'm going to my parents in the morning, and then we're just going to kind of chill afterwards. 
I don't have. Uh, I'm doing nothing. Yeah. I'm my uh, my girlfriend works the night before, so she will be asleep all day on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, she will probably not wake up until about eight o'clock that evening. Mm-hmm. So uh, I will be because I mean, she won't get home from work until about nine, nine thirty in the morning, probably. Yeah. So she'll just be in a coma all day. Yeah. Um, I will be watching the seat, my beloved Seahawks play. So I'll be watching the Seahawks Niners game silently in my living room, trying not to scream. Will you be screaming? Uh, probably because we're probably going to do really bad. Um, Steve Aoki is doing the halftime show, which is going to be really interesting. <laughs> I don't know. Um, that that's is. not a, he. He's a uh, techno EDM style artist. Ah, Very music. interesting that. Yes, music. That is music, Corey. <laughs> uh, and then uh, we're actually doing Thanksgiving on Saturday at my dad's, which I'm not super jazzed about, but I'm going to show up to anyways. Um, not really looking forward to the holidays this year for for some obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, was really planning on not showing up at all. Still might not. Uh, but I do like a free meal. So, And then uh, favorite Thanksgiving dishes and or food. Um, I'm not a turkey person. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Yeah, I'm not either. I don't. I like, I like turkey from barbecue joints. I don't like Thanksgiving style turkey. And yes, I've had, I've had it with seasonings. I've had it. I've Cajun turkey. I've had deep fried. I've had brine turkey. I don't like any of it. I only like like any of it. Turkey. I like cold cuts or I like cold cut thin sliced turkey that I can put on a sandwich. And I like barbecue turkey. So, in fact, that's we're probably going to have some barbecue turkey on Thursday because I can go pick some up from the barbecue place yeah. on Monday, and nice. it'll still be fresh. Yeah, so that's what I plan on doing. I uh, so man, our Thanksgiving is always weird because like if we go for if we go during the you know like the afternoon or evening, which we haven't done in a while, but like my my mom used to cook these like they're pretty much like the like a giant stromboli pizza roll. Yeah, but sometimes there's taco filling instead of pizza filling. What? Yeah. And that sounds both great and disgusting. No, it's amazing. Let me tell you, Josh, it's amazing. Uh, But recently, because the kids are so young, we've been going kind of in the morning and mid afternoon. So we usually just have brunch, which is usually just breakfast and then some chicken over in the side or mashed potatoes or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's always really fun. So we just we're not traditional Thanksgiving people. But if I had to pick a Thanksgiving side, it would probably be mashed potatoes. Uh, probably be mashed potatoes, Josh. Or corn, I guess. <coughs> um, For me, uh, I would also say that I have to put... Um, <laughs> I have to put pumpkin pie on here. Pumpkin pie is my all-time favorite dessert. Mm. Um, I like pumpkin pie so much. I'm sure I've mentioned it on the show before. I like it so much that my family makes it in the middle of summer. Mm. Um, like, I don't ask for birthday cake. I ask for pumpkin pie. Mm. That's so nice. For some reason, I latched onto it as a child and still love it. So, And it doesn't have to be anything fancy. None of this store-bought <laughs> shit, though. Like, it's got to be made with the Libby's pumpkin pie, uh, pumpkin pie mix. It's fucking delicious. It's horrible for me, but it's delicious. Um, Big fan of that. We never really did like super unique sides. I was like the standard like corn, green beans, asparagus, mashed potatoes, stuffing, rolls. 
That was like about occasionally like my aunt would like try and get us to like eat green bean casserole or like she I remember she decided she was going to make the potatoes one year. We faced a revolt during Thanksgiving dinner because she made cheese potatoes, but put Lay's potato chips on top of them. Mm. No, it was disgusting. It was the greasiest thing I've ever eaten in my life. And I went and threw it up right afterwards because hmm. it was so greasy. Yeah, um, so she faced a revolt and, uh, my, uh, my wonderful grandmother made, uh, mashed potatoes while I was puking my guts out in the bathroom. Ah, wonderful. Yeah. So once I finally felt like I could eat later on that night, I had just mashed potatoes and it was the best Thanksgiving I've ever had. Nice. Fresh made, fresh homemade mashed potatoes are like my favorite thing, I think. Yeah. Along with my pie. Yeah. If I just got fresh mashed potatoes, like creamy mashed potatoes mm-hmm. and um, pumpkin pie, that would be like the perfect Thanksgiving for me. Maybe like throw some mac and cheese on the side. Mm. Yeah. My family never did mac and cheese. But also growing up, the only mac and cheese I ever got <clears throat> was either it either said Kraft or Velveeta on it. Mm-hmm. We never homemade mac and cheese ever. Yeah. I was an adult before I had homemade mac and cheese. Let me let me t- let me give you a little uh, little softball here, Josh. The I don't the only <coughs> mac and cheese I eat is Easy Mac, like traditional okay. mac and cheese. Uh, I mean, do you listen? If it's not, if it's not in if it's a, if it's not in a craft mac and cheese box, I'm probably not eating it. Yeah, although like sometimes honest, that that's my that's my snob that's my snobby food opinion. Yeah, although sometimes like early well at least early in in our relationship, my wife and I like she would get the white cheddar mac and cheese like fancy kind yeah and that yeah. I, that's also very delicious yeah if it doesn't if it doesn't have powdered cheese i probably won't eat it i'm gonna be totally honest <laughs> that that that's my limit my girlfriend loves velveta shells and the smell of velveta alone is enough to make me want to puke yeah it's fair um so and the taste of it isn't much better but that that's all her family like did growing up they did they made so much shit with velveeta Mm -hmm. and uh her house was actually the first place i ever went where i had homemade mac and cheese and i think that's part of why i don't like it but uh that and somebody brought it to a potluck at work once and they're like oh yeah i baked my own mac and cheese and i was like mac and cheese is not supposed to be crispy on top Oh man, I like uh, it when it's that, crispy on top. I like. Oh, it. that's my that's my horrible with food the, opinion. With the with like the garlic breadcrumbs. Oh man. <laughs> By the way, that, when that's I, that's my bad food take. When I when I used to work at the restaurant, uh, the <laughs> it's so gross. Which I guess this is just what Easy Mac is, but on the on the uh, tray that we would used to put in the oven, we'd have these huge trays of mac yeah. and cheese. It didn't say extra cheese. It said extra cheese flavoring. <laughs> oh, man, that's the good shit. That's the good shit. That's what I'm talking about. I want I want some of that generic powder shit. Yeah, that's was, what I want. It was it was Stouffer's mac and cheese, but it was like bottom. Oh, Stouffer's is disgusting. Bottom of the shelf. <laughs> Stouffer's. Okay. Stouffer's is disgusting. I, I won't I won't endorse this, but uh, yeah. Big, big fan, big, big fan of, uh, of mac and cheese. My, my two horrible food opinions are I won't eat a breakfast cereal unless there's a cartoon character on it. And I will not eat uh, mac and cheese unless it comes out of a craft mac and cheese box with powdered cheese. If it's even better, if it's made with characters. Hmm. 
<laughs> I'm a third. I'm a thirty. I'm a thirty-one year old man, and uh, I still buy Star Wars mac and cheese when I see it. Oh, that's fair. So uh, yeah, that those those are those have been Josh's horrible food tips. Also, uh, the only Thanksgiving rolls are the ones that you go buy in the refrigerated section. Mm. You have to smack to open them, and you like roll your own crescents. Those are the only rolls acceptable mm. at Thanksgiving Pillsbury. for me. Oh no, no. What? Oh yeah, those are Pillsbury, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, no, those are the those are the only rolls acceptable. Uh, my girlfriend loves the generic like brown uh, bacon brown dinner rolls, and I think those are fucking disgusting. <laughs> those are like she knows that if she brings that home, the bread is safe from me because I won't touch them. Yeah, but if uh, crescents come home, they probably aren't making it to the next day. I'm just gonna um, she's just gonna wake up and find me like eating those in the middle of the night instead of actual food. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, before we go, Corey. Since this is the last time we're going to meet before the holidays, um, are there any, have you noticed anything that you're going to pick up for Black Friday? This is my question for the show. Oh, God. Uh, well, most of the things I want to get aren't Black Friday, probably won't have Black Friday deals like Mario. Because RPG. I've got a few things to point out to the community. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, so first off, I don't know if it'll still be, I don't know how long it's active for, but as of last night and this morning, there was a massive sale going on on Amazon on Destiny Numskull statues. I know. Uh, Varix is only $80. Shaxx uh, is only 60 Shax is 60 Drifter, Eris, and Cade, I believe, were all down to 35 Yeah. And Savathun uh, is the like plushies and the go- Savathun is 150 Yeah. If Savathun made it to 100 I was going to pull the trigger. I know. Um, Best Buy has a lot of statues on clearance currently. They had a Master Chief one for twelve dollars. Mm-hmm. It sold, and out unfortunately, it sold out instantly. Yeah, um, it was the cool one too. It's the cool one. I'm convinced that my store still has one because they've had one for like four years and I've never sold it. Yeah, so I may go look tomorrow. Okay. Um, Resident Evil Four Remake is going to be thirty dollars at Walmart. Ooh. Um, that's a, that's a big one that I know Sonic superstars is going to be 35, I believe. Yeah. I'll probably um, pick that up. Xbox series X's are on sale for four fifty, And, uh, at most locations, you're also getting a $75 gift card with it. Yeah. Free game worth keep. Yep. Uh, it also comes with a uh, Diablo four. That's the holiday bundle. Mm-hmm. So worth keeping that in mind. I believe it's the ultimate edition too. Um, the uh, PlayStation 5 Slims are out. You get your choice of Spider-Man or Modern Warfare 3. Obviously, you should all choose Spider-Man 2. Um, and then uh, I will be picking myself up a ROG Ally in the coming days. Yeah, that's exciting. New Steam Decks are up for order. I know. I really want one of the OLED ones. Uh, our friend Ray Apollo almost sold me his original Steam Deck for $200 today. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I told him I wasn't sure that I wanted it because I really want a ROG. I need I need a device that's stupid proof is my problem. Yeah. Where I don't have to sideload windows. Like I need everybody to understand when you listen to this, I, I do not do computers. I am really bad with computers. Phones, I'm totally fine with. Mac, I can do Mac. I cannot do Windows PCs. I am horrible with them. Yeah. So I need something that is stupid proof, and I want something with Windows already loaded. Hence why I'm buying a ROG Ally. Also, native Game Pass machine. Love it. Yeah. Native Destiny machine. Love it. Yeah. That's, um, yeah. Man. The physical edition of Baldur's Gate 3 went up for pre-order this morning. Yeah, that's a really cool package. Um, if anybody is still in the physical media like me, that's a really cool thing to get. It comes with a map. It comes with, like, 20 stickers, a couple patches. 
the entire soundtrack. It's a three-disc soundtrack that comes with it. And, of course, the game on physical media, which for Xbox is three discs. Jesus. Three discs. It's two on PS5. Three Xbox discs. Why is it Why is it bigger on Xbox? I have no idea. Don't they both use Blu-rays? I have no idea. Unless Sony's Blu-ray. using those new, like, uh, three of uh, what? Three-layer, uh, 100-gig discs? It's entirely possible. Um, and then uh, there's a huge movie sale going on. If anybody, again, if anybody likes physical media, huge movie sale going on over at uh, Best Buy. I picked up a couple titles the other day, Ooh, namely Best the Dungeons and Dragons. I got the Dragon Dungeons and Dragons movie and the Super Mario Brothers movie, both in 4K for ten dollars a piece. Um, could not, couldn't pass up that deal. Um, and the last one I point out is uh, check out the sales on the uh, on the digital storefronts. I know Xbox has a really good one going on. That's the only one I've been able to peep so far. I think it's the only real sale that's up. Mm-hmm. PlayStation has their Indies sale. Um, I believe that Nintendo and Sony will post their real sales next week. Uh, Microsoft has some really good games that are like two, three bucks a piece. You can get Oblivion and Dishonored 2 for $3 a piece. Nice. Two of the best games ever made. Nice. But uh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll fire up a deals thread uh, in the Discord this weekend. Uh, shout out anything that I see that uh, I think people might be interested in. So cool. Well, Corey, what do you say we get on out of here? Yeah, it's, uh, it's time to go enjoy our holiday break. I know. Uh, I say as I brace to do a live reaction next Wednesday. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm really excited because I took work off tomorrow and all of next week, so I, Ooh, I have well, ten days to do nothing. <laughs> well. Not nothing. No, but you know, not this stuff. You know. Yeah. But yeah, man, I'm I'm pretty stoked. So I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening to this episode of Tower Casuals. You can find it every Friday on your podcast service of choice. Not next week though. Sorry for all of you that don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Uh, no, it will be next week. It'll be oh, on right. Wednesday. Yeah. No, I I meant like a normal episode. Oh yeah. Uh, no, you'll. Yeah. You're getting a. Uh, you're getting a Josh only. You're getting a Josh only reaction. One. <laughs> uh Josh, thank you for your time tonight as always. Of course. Where can we find you? Josh underscore Finn. I'm not going anywhere. I am I am holding firm. <laughs> holding firm. Unless Twitter breaks first. <laughs> uh Twitter probably is gonna break first. When uh Grand Theft Auto's trailer drops, Twitter will break. Oh my god. I'm I'm like half afraid that it's gonna drop during the Thanksgiving games. Mm-hmm. And that I'm going to have to well, figure out how to do a live reaction to a live reaction. Well, they did. They did say it would be December. So Rockstar says a lot of things. That's fair. Uh, you can find me at I am Corey HD. Uh, join the discord. Rate us, review us, subscribe, all that junk. I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening. Until next time, we love you. Goodbye. <laughs>